1: Well, as you guys know, Melvin's back today. Uh, it was good to see him. He's in a good state of mind. His teammates were excited. Uh, just can't wait to see him get out there and play the game that he loves so much. And uh, he'll be on the field this week. He'll practice. Um, never say never, but I doubt he'll play this weekend.
0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 16. Once again, I'm John June. I got my guy, Greg Peneman, week four. What's up?
1: Week four. It's going getting in here so quickly. Uh, I'm ready for these matchups. I'm ready to see more of Danny Dimes. Uh, yeah, I'm, re- I'm ready. Mel Gordon's back. A lot of good headlines. Uh yeah, let's get it going.
0: Yeah, man. Well, before we could do that, we have to uh, gotta look back at last night's game. Um, we saw the Philadelphia Eagles go into Green Bay and hand a loss out to the Green Bay Packers. Um, Philadelphia Eagles won this score. Won this game with a score of 34 to 27. Greg, Aaron Rodgers, he, he finishes a QB1 yesterday over the 20-point mark, just mm-hmm. like you predicted. Mm-hmm. Um, what what do you got to say about this performance, man?
1: Yeah, Aaron Rodgers came through. I'm uh, I'm kind of upset that they didn't get that win, especially because they were in the goal line, in the red zone, like within the 5 yard line, twice in that fourth quarter. Uh, I wanted to see him get that third touchdown. At least the Packers get that touchdown because, uh, you know, the Eagles did a good job, though, like a bend-don't-break defense going on there. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did well do a high volume of passes, which is a surprise, but I think they just went against that matchup, and I'm very happy with the usage of Devontae. They targeted him early and often in that first drive. He had 100 yards in the first quarter. It was amazing. It was a great performance for him too. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was a good game. Best Thursday night game so far, easily.
0: No, most definitely best Thursday night game. Definitely the, the best matchup that we've seen thus far, um, Aaron Rodgers – uh, it was almost vintage Iron Rodgers in this one, uh, four hundred twenty-two passing yards, two two passing touchdowns. He had forty-six rushing yards, and you know some of these runs were were just great. Um, and you know I was saying to you earlier, you know I like the way that they were getting him on the move. This was just a completely different Green Bay offense that we had seen. Uh, we don't know. I mean I don't know if this was a function of, you know Jamal Williams uh, getting injured on the first the first play first offensive play of of the of the game for Green Bay. Um, or, or you know, if this was a function of you know Green Bay just being down for majority of the game, but 53 pass attempts, uh, 20 rush attempts, that's a pass rate of 72%. That's that's way higher than the the pass rate of the 56% that we talked about yesterday. So uh, that was definitely interesting. So I like to see if that continues going forward. But um, you know, Jamal Williams being injured in this one, Aaron Jones looks to. For at least for now, have the backfield pretty much to himself. Um, and with the Devontae Adams injury, I would yeah, expect Jimmy. if he's out for any sp- period of time, I think Jimmy Graham's probably um, steps back into the, the top half of the tight end one discussion.
1: Yeah, definitely, especially at, in the red zone. Um, they try to target Devontae in the red zone. They tried to target MVS, but Jimmy Graham is going to be a solid MV- uh, red zone target as well um, for Aaron Rodgers, especially for those jump balls.
0: Yep, nope, most definitely. So, um, yeah, let's get right into the games. So, f- first off, we got the Carolina Panthers, the Kyle Allen-led Carolina Panthers traveling to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. These are the 1-2 and two Carolina Panthers taking on the 2-1 and one Houston Texans. This is a 47.5 point over under. The Houston Texans are four-point favorites. Greg, what do you got?
1: So, in this game, I got the Texans. You know, they're coming uh, off a good win. Uh, against the Chargers, that's a, a good good team that they played against. Uh, I'm going to go with the Texans against on on the line as well. I think they went by more than three and a half here. And I have the under in this game. Um, you know, I think it's a tough one going for Kyle Island. might be a little tougher test, uh, even though the Texans have a vulnerable defense. Um, but I think they hold on. They're a more, more veteran team. Um, I think they kind of expose Kyle Island a little bit. Uh, and get this victory.
0: Yeah, no, that's a reasonable ec- uh, expectation. You know, quarterback making his his well third start, third career start, but um, you know, second game on the road for him. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with you on the on the total. I'm gonna take the under here. I'm gonna but I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Texans to cover. I'm gonna take the Texans to win. Um, I know Kyle Allen was a usable quarterback last week for people who, who took that leap of faith. Um, are you, are you going to take that leap of faith this week if you're uh, in a situation?
1: Yeah, I I, I think so. Um, honestly, if I had Baker Makefield, i still probably start Kyle Allen over him. Um, uh, yeah, I think he's still a serviceable stream quarterback this week for you. Um, you're starting you know, Deshaun. You're starting D-Hop. Um, I don't think you're able to start Duke Johnson anymore. I think he's not on the radar as far as he's back to that. Cleveland Browns role that he had, where man he gets. Uh, I think
0: he might be a snip snip yeah, candidate. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think he <laughs> he's, he's definitely close to the ghost. to Carlos side came back and um, kind of taken over that backfield. Um, and on the Panther side, Greg Olson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. I think you got to start them all up, and of course CMC.
0: Yep. Nope. Most definitely agree there. The uh, the this passing offense or this offense in general just looks like it's. It's still. I mean, I know I said a couple of weeks ago that you know Kyle Allen might be a uh, a slight upgrade over Cam, and I know I said I, I was joking, but an an injured Cam was no good, and he there was these receivers, these skilled position players were getting open, and Cam wasn't delivering. So if these guys are going to continue to get open, and Kyle Allen's going to continue to, um, you know, con- kind of consistently get them the ball, then I'm gonna I'm gonna have faith in starting them. Maybe it'll. You know, be a little tiebreaker for me, depending on how the matchup is, or you know things like that. But, um, yeah, I would have no problem starting. I mean, Christian McCaffrey obviously starting him every week. Greg Olson, I think he's a locked in tight uh, tight end start every week. Yep. Um, it's the receivers that I would have the, the biggest pause about, but I think they're very viable starters every week. Um, what about this Texan side? Any anybody other than D Hop or? Or Deion, Deshaun Watson that you might be looking to.
1: Um, maybe yeah, Will Fuller. I think he's always a name that can get that uh, deep ball presence, can get a fantasy day in one play. So I, uh, I think he's a, a good flex, a possible flex option for you this week. Um, I don't think I'm starting Kenny Stills just yet. I still need to see more from him. So uh, other than that, Will is the only one that comes to mind.
0: Yeah, I think that's if you need if you need some boom in your lineup. Then Will Fuller is never a bad place to go because him and Deshaun I, I I haven't I don't have the statistic in front of me but I know that there's some ridiculous stat floating out there about how last year he might have had a perfect passer rating when targeting Will Fuller um, and the touchdown rate when targeting Will Fuller is like something astronomical so they have really good chemistry together uh, really good and like you said the deep ball presence so. Will Fuller is definitely he's like you said, that that make your fantasy day in one in one play. He's definitely been known to do that before. Um, okay, let's move forward. We got the Cleveland Browns, one and two Cleveland Browns traveling to Baltimore to take on the two and one Baltimore Ravens. This is a forty five point over under. The Baltimore Ravens are seven point favorites. Greg, what do you got in this game?
1: I have the Ravens winning this game. Um, it's another tough game for the Browns as far as just schedule wise. They they they're coming out to start with some some tough games, playing the Rams and now the Ravens on the road. I'm taking the Browns though to keep it a little close. I think they keep it within a touchdown or six and a half. And I'm gonna take the over in this game. Um, I think yeah, I was talking about how I would start Kyle Allen over Baker. I don't think Baker's a uh, start uh, startable quarterback for this week. I think it's a little. Tough matchup for him on the road uh, against this veteran Ravens team. Um, on the Ravens side, Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, Mark Ingram, Mark Andrews—you know—start them all up. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know Baker. You were right. I think Baker is the bust of the year for QBs. He's not starting off to a good start. I mean, schedule's been tough, but um, yeah, it's not where you ask for the draft price.
0: Yeah, no, most definitely not. Uh, everything about Baker being uh, my bust of the year was. About the draft price, getting drafted as QB five, definitely not performing that way right now. Um, but from a, I like I agree with everything you said in terms of the game. Uh, I take, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Browns against the spread. I'm taking the Ravens to win the game. Um, but the, I think from a DFS perspective, I would, I would, I wouldn't, I would think about putting Baker Mayfield in the tournament lineup because mm-hmm. um, he will be low owned. Uh, season long, I'm not going to go out and take that risk. This Baltimore Ravens defense is pretty good. Um, the 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 Browns offensive line is really bad. Uh, but Warren Sharp, who uh, I listen to uh, on Adam Lefko's podcast, he talks about uh, personnel and things like that, and he said that the Ravens are pretty susceptible to to three wide personnel. Um, you know, th- three wide receivers on the field, and <clears throat> he was saying that the you know, last week with the Chiefs, it was a good opportunity for them, obviously because they run it they ran it a lot and the the Cardinals when they ran obviously they run four wide receivers, they had a bit of success against the Ravens because when you spread the Ravens out, that's when you tend to have a little bit more success and you know the Browns run the three wide receiver sets more than any team in the league. so um they haven't had a lot of success because they they can't protect Baker mayfield, but if that's the case and they're running a lot of these, you know, a lot of these three wide receiver sets, and that's where the Ravens are susceptible, then maybe there's an opportunity for these receivers to make plays um, in the past game. But like I said, season long, I'm not going to take that risk. Um, Nick Chubb, are you going to start him in this game? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I'm. Given the matchup, yeah, I think yeah, you, know, you still start him up.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, I I agree there. And I think same from for Odell. an opportunity opportunity, yeah, Odell too. Um, from just an opportunity standpoint. Um, those guys they're most heavily used players on their team. So if the Browns are gonna make plays on Sunday, it's probably gonna go through them. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, Hollywood, I think this is a I think this is a blow up spot for Hollywood to be honest. Um Yeah, I I, I really like the prospects here. The Browns are injured injured at corner. Um he's still, you know, twenty eight percent target share on this offense. Um and he's the downfield presence so i really like him a lot they just didn't they just missed they missed a lot last week on some throws but um yeah i really like his i really like the opportunity he has this weekend yeah i wouldn't panic on that def- yeah start up Marquise i mean Marquise brown as well um okay moving forward we got the 2-0 3-0 sorry kansas city chiefs 3-0 patty traveling to detroit to take on the undefeated 2 Oh, and one, Detroit Lions, fifty-four and a half point over under. Chiefs are seven point favorites. Greg, would you believe this is Patty's first game in a dome since I know. college?
1: I know. I, I remember finding that tweet and posting it in our group chat, and I'm like, wow. And you know, he threw seven touchdowns in that game, when the Texas Tech. Crazy. Yeah, that was six or seven. I, something crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, so what do you what are you making of this game? You know, the the Lions, they're they're. They're one like we talked about. Um, you, you, you expecting a shootout of here? You expecting Matt Stafford to have to keep pace? What's up? Yeah,
1: I'm definitely taking I'm still taking it over in this game. I, I want it to be a high-scoring game. I think it will be a high-scoring game. Uh, I have the Chiefs, though. I think the Lions, you know, the undefeated title that we keep talking about, it ends here. Uh, too much Patty, too much Chiefs. Um, I think, you know, they'll keep pace for a little bit, maybe to the third. But then, you know, the Chiefs will separate at some point.
0: Whew, yeah, I'm I'm actually – this is – I say this all the time. If the Chiefs are in the game, I'm taking the over, but I'm taking the under this time. Um, the, I'm going to take the Lions to actually cover the spread. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win. Uh, this Lions defense is is pretty good. Um, the pass defense is, is is good. Darius Slay, their top corner, he's – he had a bit of a – I think it was a hamstring, but he's fine. He's going to play. Um you know, Matt Patricia, we make all the jokes about him and stuff, but he comes from that Belichick coaching tree. Um, you know, he's pretty good coaching up defensive ball. So, you know, I'm not expecting him to, to shut down Pat Mahomes. But, um, you know, this past defense at home, they've been playing pretty well. I, 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 I like for them to kind of keep this close. You know, carry on Johnson on the other side. I expect them to have a big game in this one yeah, too, definitely. to be honest. This, this Chiefs defense... They're they're one of the worst in the NFL against the run. Um, this Lions offense wants to run the ball, so uh, carry on. He has to eat in this one, so um, you start him up. Kenny Galladay, you start him up. I, I even like, you know, if, this, if we do expect this game to shoot out, I mean, I'm, I'm still taking the under, but, um, you know, there's still going to be a high score, and this should still be a high-scoring game. You know, I don't, I don't mind taking a shot on Marvin Jones. I know he came through last week in a good matchup against Philadelphia, um, and you know, this is a game where there's going to be a lot of points. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I like Marvin Jones. What about the the Chiefs receivers? You you starting all three of them? You do not care, right? Definitely
1: starting McColl. I'm actually starting McColl and our temp team over Robert Woods this week. Uh, need that boom play. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm starting Demarcus Robinson, and yeah, I'm starting Sammy Watkins, even though he had a disappointing game. Or this one game last week, as far as numbers, his target share is still there. He's still getting the ball at a high rate. I mean, as far as targeted at a high rate, I think you know, it's the the play is going to come, the points are going to come. You still got to start Sammy, um, and I think T.J. Hawkinson is going to have a bounce back game as well on the line side.
0: I like that too, actually. Yeah. Um, just to make a point to what you said about Miko Hardman and the boom upside. Um, I have a I have a couple leagues actually where I have both him and Hollywood, and they're the two hardest players to keep out of my lineup. Yeah,
1: it's it's so tough. It's so tough.
0: The two hardest players to keep out of my lineup because it's just like, but they could like you know you you said you know make your fantasy play in one day like the, both those both those players are capable of doing that. Yep. We saw Miko Harman do it last week. Mm-hmm. You know we've already seen Hollywood do it, um, so. Yeah, just just an interesting. Uh, all right, moving forward, we've got the one and two Los Angeles Chargers traveling East Coast, 1 p.m. game to take on the 0 and 3 Miami Dolphins. This is a 44 point over under, 14 point spread in the in the Chargers favor. Greg, what do you got?
1: Oh, uh, man, the Dolphins are just so trash. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Chargers. Obviously, I think I'm gonna go with the Chargers with the line as well. And I'm going to take the over. Uh, I think Row Chargers all the way, even though we, we talked about during the week how, you know, if one team is going to disappoint you against this Dolphins, it's going to be the Chargers. They're traveling from West Coast to East Coast. Uh, it's, it's the Chargers. I've seen Chargers do so many crazy things in their games, but uh, I think they get it done in this game. Uh, I think they'll be hyped that they got Melvin Gordon back in the locker room. Uh, Keenan Allen's been balling, man. He's He's so. Doing so well, he's he's like clearly the number one wide receiver, like we said before in fantasy, uh, as far as targets and receptions and, t- and like yards. Um, yeah, the only thing, only person I really care about on the offensive side is uh, your boy Preston Williams. I added him this week. Start him up. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <man. laughs>
0: Twelve oh, targets man. last week. Yeah. yeah, no, Preston Williams. I think going forward, like we said, those those garbage time fantasy points, they're too good to pass up, man. So I don't care. um yeah, man, this game is tough for me. I was going back and forth all week. I was like, yo, I want to pick the Dolphins. <laughs> like, I really <laughs> want to pick the Dolphins. No, because, I mean, I told you, I texted my friend, um, my friend Mark. He's a Chargers fan. Um, and I've watched him, you know, suffer, essentially, in college. The Chargers lose these ridiculous games. And, um, you know, I said at the beginning of the year when they played their opening game against the Colts, I was like, ah, I could see the Chargers, you know, um, keeping letting the Colts keep this game close. And uh I asked him what his you know, love on a scale of 1 to 10 how, what was his nervous his level his level of nervousness going into this matchup this weekend and he said a 4. So for a fan of a team who's a 14 point favorite and for that number to be a 4, I think that's pretty high. So I'm not going to pick the Dolphins to win. I'm going to take them to cover the spread, but I'm not going to take them to win. I'm going to take the Chargers to win. We saw this Dolphins team keep it close last week with the with the Dallas Cowboys. You know, a, a team that everyone thinks is really good in the NFC. Um, this Chargers pass defense is beatable. Um, you know, Casey Hayward's a little banged up. He's going to play, but he's a little banged up still. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, if I if we if we all come into work on Monday and you know one of us says, I can't believe. The Chargers lost to the Dolphins. I would not be surprised. So let's just say that to say the least. Yeah. Um,
1: and to add to the my Preston Williams add up, this is all out of desperation. I have T. Y. Hilton and Chris Godwin who are both dealing with injuries. Uh, T. Y. Hilton is mm-hmm. probably not going to play. Um, yeah, this is this is out of desperation move. I'm not saying you know you need to go get Preston Williams as a must start, but this is what's your, if you're in a pinch, he might be a play.
0: Mhm. Yep. No, definitely agree with all that right there. Um uh, Preston Williams definitely a usable fantasy asset if you are in a pinch. Um he's he's overtaking Devontae Parker as the as the top wide receiver in that offense. Um and he's he's getting targeted in the end zone. He's getting, you know, air yards, so um, it's definitely some boom that could be added to your lineup. Speaking of boom that could be added to your lineup, is there any way you start Melvin Gordon? You put him in your lineup this week?
1: So uh Chargers coach did come out today and say he's our number one without a doubt. The moment he comes back, he's our guy. Um and he has a chance to get some play this week. I don't think uh yeah, I don't think I'm gonna start him this week. I, I think Eckler still has a big game though. Um but Justin Jackson's not playing, so uh, it's tough too. Maybe Melvin Gordon I could see him just you now getting into the end zone like in the third quarter or something like that. Maybe like the game's already over at that point.
0: Um, why would he be in the game though?
1: because to get some reps. Yo, why? What's the easiest opponent <laughs> to get some reps against the dolphins? <laughs> it's
0: like, yo, practice. This practice is harder than this. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Yeah. I was, I was having a, I was having a harder time running on my treadmill with, with pads on.
1: <laughs> uh, me personally, I probably wouldn't start him though.
0: No. Yeah. I agree. I wouldn't start him unless like you were in a situation like you're in right now in the league of extraordinary people yeah. where you don't essentially have a running back to start this week. Starting CJ Prosser, starting RB2. Justin That's Jackson. How
1: That's how bad it is right now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those bye weeks, man. Oof. Mm. Um. <laughs> I mean Niners backfield stock. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, but yeah. So uh, if I was in a situation like yours. And I had Melvin Gordon, I would start him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would start him for sure. Uh, um, maybe honestly, in a situation like Jonathan, though, he might think about starting him too. Though mm, he's got maybe. Well, he's got the Wayne Gallman. He's got Ronald Rojo and Payne Barber, who have both like you know messed him up two weeks in a row by starting the opposite player. Uh, yeah, I mean, he could be could be a play if you're in a desperate maybe. situation. We'll-
0: well, we, hmm. yeah, we could uh, we'll talk. We could discuss Rojo and Peyton Barber when we get to Tampa Bay. But now we're gonna talk about the New England Patriots, the three and New England Patriots, who traveling to Buffalo, not Canada, but Buffalo, to take on the three and Buffalo Bills. This is a forty one and a half point over under. The Pats are seven point favorites. Greg, tell me you don't have New England losing this game.
1: <laughs> I have. The Pats winning the game. Of course, it's the AFC East game. The Pats own this division. They've owned it for about 20 years now. I uh, have the Pats uh, on the spread as well. I think it's just going to be hard for the Bills to score on this Pats team. They still have yet to give up an offensive touchdown. I don't care who they played. It doesn't matter. That's such a difficult thing to do in the NFL, especially in today's NFL. Uh, and I'm, I'm taking the under in the game because you know I could just see it being 21 to seven or something like that. They don't, you know, the passes won't really need to score a lot of points. They'll just get a couple good drives and then, you know, run the ball. Um, yeah, the, the Pats are the best team in the NFL right now. Um, starting Tom Brady, starting Edelman. Um, you start, I think you're starting Rex Burkhead too. I, I like him as a play this week. Uh, he's, you know, we talked about his target number, his reception number is up there. His, uh, pass Ross number is good. Um, and yeah, I don't think I'm liking any Bills this week as well. I'm I'm not liking Devin Singletary even if he plays, I don't like him. Josh Allen, I'm not a big fan of him starting him this week or John Brown.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the under in this game. I'm actually going to take the Bills against the spread here. I like the I like the, the their defense to help keep it close and I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Pats to win. Um yeah, I, I there's a there's there's some things here. Um, you know the Buffalo defense has been pretty good. You know we got to yeah, remember that too. Have. Um, and the Pats they lost a player that a lot of a lot of people probably don't know, but they lost James Devlin, their um their starting fullback. Uh, I actually heard this stat today, uh on the on the Left Go podcast. Warren Sharp said that the Patriots have not. Uh Sony Michelle in the pl- in the postseason last year didn't score a rushing touchdown without James Devlin on the field. Wow. Um, granted, it's postseason small sample size, but still just shows that kind of the impact that that they have. Um, the you know the NFL we talk about it. You know, three wide sets. Um, that's that's the you know passing the ball. That's what teams want to do. You know, the fullback position is almost extinct at this at this day and age. The NFL league average in terms of teams that that run 21 personnel, you know, two running backs, one tight end, is 11%. The Pats run that formation 38, that personnel 38% of the time, so they're using it more than than anybody. Um, and so that's the formation that you primarily want to run the ball out of. You have two running backs on the field, the tight end, um, so you're, you're trying to run the ball. Um, so it's, it's a big part, obviously they're successful in everything that they do, but this is a big part of what they want to do. So I would probably expect, like you said, Rex Burkhead to be usable in this matchup. I would expect James White to have a good game in this matchup. Mm -hmm. Um, the bills are still susceptible. If there is somewhere you can beat them, it is in the run game. Um, so they are susceptible that way. And I would expect the Patriots to, to, to kind of leverage that. Um, but you know, if they're going to win Tom Brady, he's going to have to be making plays somehow. And that goes, I know I'm benching Josh Allen, but you know, if, if some way, somehow you expect the bills to win this game, then Josh Allen's going to be a part of that. So this offense is predicated on him. He's responsible for a majority of, of how they move the ball and how they score their points. So, um, and Josh Allen could s- still be fantasy viable in an ugly game. Yeah, definitely. You know, so. With the rushing floor that he has, he could still be viable in an ugly game. So, um, but I don't wanna start I don't really wanna start any of the Buffalo running backs. Um, I'm not really it's tough to kind of figure out which receiver I would wanna start if I wanted to start one, but I don't. So we'll just stay away. Sonny from
1: Michelle that. has another bad game. Is he time for snip snip?
0: I don't think you could snip snip him just because the he play he's the, he's the main ball carrier. The primary ball carrier in an offense that's always going to be in favorable game script. We're, right? So, like, we, we can't cut them. I'm um, selling, though. I would try I'm to. Trade. I would. Oh, selling. <laughs> selling. I'm selling. I would just hope they don't see the box score. All they looked at was the fantasy points. From, like, like, oh, the last two weeks is trending up, you know, or something. But <laughs> Let's
1: look at the carries number. That will be my main sell. You're like, Yo, look at the carries, though.
0: Yeah, but just don't look at the yards <laughs> per carry.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't look at that.
0: No, no, no. That's his efficiency ranking, you know? It's just the lower the number the better. Yo, quantity over (laughs) quality. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Um, okay, let's let's move forward. We got the Oakland Raiders, one and two Oakland Raiders traveling to Indianapolis to take on the two and one Indianapolis Colts. This is a forty five and a half point over under. The Colts are seven point favorites. Greg, what do you got?
1: I think the Colts are a good team. Um, even with T.Y. Hilton, he might be doubtful in this game. He's going to be a game-time decision. But I'm going to take the Colts in this game. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders to keep it close, though, um, because, you know, I think it might just be a little low-scoring, which i take the under as well. Uh, yeah, I like, you know, Jacoby Brissett. um, like uh, Marlon Mack a lot in this game, actually. Um, I think he's going to have to eat, especially if T.Y. is out. Um yeah, uh, the main question for me is who's going to step up if T.Y. is out. Who's that main pass catcher you're going to expect to step up in that role?
0: Yeah, no, I the Paris Campbell name strikes me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, high draft pick, second-round pick for, for the Indianapolis Colts out of Ohio State with some speed. So um, him, your boy Dion Kane on the radar. Mm-hmm. And then, but I don't really know if I'm interested in the past game. I'm. It's all about Marlon yeah, Mack it's for me. Yes, all about Marlon Mack. Um, Marlon Mack in this game. This this is, this to me just seems like a smash spot. So he's somebody I want to start up. Um, I really like Josh Jacobs in this game, mm-hmm. man. I really do. Um, I I, I anticipate this game is going to be closer. So I'm take I'm actually going to take the over in this game. I'm going to take the Raiders against the spread, but I'm taking the Colts to win. Um, a close one at home, but Josh Jacobs. You know, we talked about it on the trust to trash it on when on Thursday. Um, Josh Jacobs or John Gruden wants to get Josh Jacobs involved in the pass game, so I, I anticipate that happening. So, um, yeah, I, I, I really like Josh Jacobs in the spot. So, if you have an opportunity to buy him, buy him now. Um, the Raiders receivers, anybody? You starting Tyrell, Darren Waller. Uh, I think Darren, Darren Waller, Waller is a must start every week yeah, at tight end. Must start every the week. The target this is I think too good. This week, this week specifically, though, um, the Colts they gave it up to Austin Hooper last week. Yep. They gave it up. They gave it up to uh, to Delaney Walker the week before that, and then the week before that was Hunter Henry. So, um, yeah, I, th- I really like Darren Waller this week as well at the tight end spot.
1: Yeah, if, uh, Tyra Williams. I think he can be a flex play still this week just because of the volume. Um, so yeah, I, w- I, w- I will put him there if you're, you're not in, uh, got a lot of options.
0: But what about your uh, your girl's favorite your girl's favorite roommate, yo, Hunter Renfro? No, I'm not paying attention to. No? No, no, no I'm not starting. But they, yo, but they cut Ryan Grant. They cut. I think they got rid of another receiver too.
1: I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need to see that first. I'd rather start Devin Smith than Hunter Renfro.
0: Oh, yeah. Come on, bro. Um, (laughs) Fine. It's like I'd rather drive the Ferrari than the Volkswagen to school.
1: Devin Smith.
0: Devin Smith is not a Ferrari. All right. I get it. I'll take it back. I'll take it back immediately. All right. All right. Let's move forward then after that embarrassing scenario. You might as well cut this part, yo. (laughs) not (laughs) say. Yeah. (laughs) Nah, raw, raw content. Word, word. FFDX. <laughs> now, nah, um, all right, we're gonna get. The, we got the one and two Tennessee Titans traveling to Atlanta to take on the one and two Atlanta Falcons. This is a forty-six point over under, four point spread in Atlanta's favor. Greg, what do you got?
1: I got the Atlanta Falcons in this game, Matt Ryan at home. Um, but we talked about how many close games the Titans are in all the time. So I think the Atlanta only wins by a field goal here, and I'm gonna take the under in this game. I think the Titans keep it close. I think it's a you know a grind out game. Um, so, just for Atlanta side, you're starting Matt Ryan, starting Julio. I don't know if it's, this might be a tough spot for Calvin Ridley, but I'm going to start uh, Devontae Freeman. No, Edo, Edo Smith might be you know, dealing with his concussion, so uh, just as far as he returned to practice, he did return to practice. All right, so I'm still, yeah. I'm still starting Devontae Freeman. I think he came off his best game in a long time, so um, I'm gonna I'm start him up there. And then on the Titans side, you got your usuals. Uh, you start Derrick Henry. Um, <laughs> your usual <laughs> your usual start like one person and <laughs> good Delaney Walker's dealing with injury too so
0: oh yeah Delaney Walker sorry no but he's gonna he's gonna play Mike Vrabel said he's uh, he, if, Mike Vrabel said he expects him to play
1: yeah so Delaney and Derek Henry that's it really
0: yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under in this one we talk about the Titans always being in close games it's just weird you know a Falcons game where they're at home I'm gonna take the under but Mike Vrabel I I don't think he's Belichick, but he's you know calls defense and game plans, you know almost to that level, and he's had ten days to prepare for this game, uh, so I think this Titans defense is gonna is gonna get right, especially you know with the weapons that the that the Falcons have, um, but with all that being said, I, I'm not I'm not benching any of my Atlanta Falcons. going uh, Julio Matt Ryan. Um, I mean. I am going to start Matt Ryan at home. I'm going to start him. Um and then Calvin Ridley. Um Austin Hooper too. Oh, Austin yeah, Hooper. For sure. I like a yeah, you right. yeah. Um he's he's been coming up strong. Uh we've talked about him when you know at the, on on Monday's show um or Tuesday's show rather, but he's coming up strong. So I I really like him uh, in this matchup too. Derek Derrick Henry. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the Atlanta Falcons defense is pretty bad. So, That's true. If if, um, if 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 as long as this game stays close, Derrick Henry should be he should be fine. But if if it gets if you know if, if the Falcons pull away out, well, don't be surprised if you see a ton of Dion Lewis.
1: Yeah the the only really pass catcher besides Delaney Walker, um, Adam Humphries did have a lot of garbage time points last game, but he did come alive finally. Um, so maybe might be intrigued here. Just keep an eye on what he does this week for a future outlook.
0: Yeah, I, the thing is, is this is Falcons defense is so beatable, but it's like, I'm not betting on Marcus Mariota to do it. No,
1: no, no, I mean.
0: Right, so like, I don't know, because like, A.J. Brown, I like A.J. Brown in this matchup if you give me a better quarterback.
1: Yeah, I like all of them if you give me a, a better quarterback. I could throw, I don't know if, I, like, his over-under every game should be like half, half a touchdown.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, half a touchdown pass. Yep.
1: Oh, take the- <laughs> Half,
0: a, half a, half an attempt past the line of scrimmage. Yep. It's just like yo. Could we see Ryan Tannehill in this game?
1: Um, nah, I don't, I don't think they're gonna do that. I don't think they're gonna do that yet.
0: I think I don't know, man. I think it's possible, bro.
1: Yeah, I mean, cause you're I right. I mean, possible. the Titans are a good team around him, so it's the times the clock is ticking, like on uh, the Titans to you know have opportunity. They made the playoffs last year, uh, so you know what's what's going on.
0: If it's 21-7 at halftime, Marcus Mario does not bring any back.
1: No, he's not.
0: Right? So, (laughs) I don't know. It's just interesting to me. But another quarterback potentially in a hot seat, along with his coach who's also potentially in a hot seat, Case Keenum especially. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm definitely talking about Case Keenum and Jay Gruden out in the Washington Redskins, the 0-3 Washington Redskins traveling to MetLife aka JetLife yeah, to take on the no. 1 and 2 oh yeah <laughs> to take on the 1 and 2 New York Giants and the and the the, the rookie phenom Danny Dimes in a 49, 49 point over under Giants are 3 point favorites Greg go ahead tell me what you got Oh you you
1: already know man Giants are winning this game Giants I like on the line as well I think they win by more than Philgo uh and I'm taking over here I like well, we all know how bad the Giants defense is. I rip on them every week. That secondary is not good. The Redskins defense isn't as good as well. So I think it's going to be a very high scoring game. I think Danny Dimes is a top 12 QB play this week. I think you start him up. I think you start Sterling Shepard up. You start Evan Ingram up. Um, yeah, you know, some dangerous, you know, play from Darius Lane. I like him a little bit this week. Uh, some intrigue, maybe in like a, you know, for some boom play. Um, On the Redskins side, though, I also like all their playmakers. Well, Case Keenum starting at him. And Scary Terry, of course, you already know. You got to start him up if he's playing. But the
0: situation is scary, though. It is.
1: Hamstring injury. Um, They said today he's going to play. Uh, I I think just, you know, I I can't see anyone covering him. His route route technique is just too good. Uh, And I like Chris Thompson as well, um, always.
0: Yeah, I actually... So I just remembered, I just realized I didn't make my picks for the last game, so I'm going under the Titans against the spread, and I'm taking the Falcons to win. Um, for this game, I'm taking the over, 49 point over. I don't care. I'm going to take it. These past defenses are terrible. Terrible. I'm going to take the Giants against the spread. And I'm going to take the Giants to win.
1: How do you feel about Wayne Goldman this week?
0: So I like Wayne Goldman this week, but there's a somebody I like better. I think I like AP better. Okay. It's crazy, right? Because um, the Giants are pretty bad against the run. They are. Right? And if you look at AP's games, he's getting, like, te- like those, obviously he's only played two games this year. He was an active week one. But he got over 10 carries in each game, right? And those are games where, um, if you look at the Chicago game, they're game scripted out of that game, essentially. Yeah. You know? And then the game before that, um...
1: They played the Cowboys week two.
0: They played, yeah, uh, okay, Cowboys. So they played the Cowboys week two, and then they played the Bears week three. So two games where they were, you know, the the Cowboys game was a little bit closer, but the Chicago game they got almost got game scripted out. And for him to get you know double digit carries in each of those games, uh, I think that just shows the like how much he is a part of this offense. So. Um, yeah, the matchup is good here. This is a high over under. Um the other thing about AP, we talk about um, you know, following certain narratives. Um AP's got touchdown milestones that he's trying he's trying to catch Walter Payton. I think he's like four touchdowns away. So they're going to try to get him closer to that. Um, you know, it's definitely something that I think that they're talking about or you know, has to be considered when, you know, when they go down to the red zone. So I like AP's matchup this week. I'm just not like a you know, start him as a as a RB1, but like if you if you need a flex play, RB2, RB3, AP's definitely someone that um the same way we, I was saying plug in Frank Gore, I feel the same way about AP this week. If you have David Montgomery plug him in.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Um but like you said the the passing offenses in this game, I like I like them both, so definitely agree with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, if the um, Scary
1: Terry is going to be limited to struggle, I think Paul Richardson has some intrigue. I remember talking about him after the Monday night game saying he doesn't have any. I'm not looking really looking forward to any of his outlook, but just because it's this giant secondary, they're very vulnerable. He might have some intrigue as well.
0: Yeah, no, they have to throw to somebody, right? Yeah. So um, definitely somebody to take to take to uh, take note of. Uh, All right, but moving forward, we got the Seattle Seahawks 2-1 traveling to Arizona to take on the 0-2-1 Arizona Cardinals. It's a 48-point over-under. Seahawks are five-point favorites. Greg, what do you got?
1: I have the Seahawks winning this game. Uh, I have also the Seahawks covering the spread, and I'm going to take the over in this game. I think both quarterbacks eat in this game. Uh, Kyle Murray and Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Um, I like Tyler Lockett a lot this week. Uh, I like you know all the pass catchers on both sides. I, I think they're going to you know do do very well.
0: Yeah, I uh, I like I like everything. The only thing is with this game, so I'm taking I'm taking the over. I'm taking the the taking the Seahawks to cover and taking the Seahawks to win. The only thing with this game that that concerns me is that what if Seattle just runs the ball the whole time, right, and, um, you know, they get to this ball control offense, and, you know, maybe Arizona's not on the field as much as they, as they usually are, but um, I don't know. It's just interesting because, you know, it's just a reminder that Seattle, like how good Russell Wilson is, and they don't throw the ball. Like it's crazy to me. Yeah, the only reason um, they
1: had to do it last week is that they were down twenty seven to seven.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then look what happens. You get one of the best performances out of Russell Wilson ever. So yeah. um, you know, four hundred yards passing, fifty yards rushing, like come on. Yeah, it could be but one. um no, I like I like I like Russell Wilson just based off the fact that the matchup is so good and Russell Wilson as a player is just so efficient that he doesn't need a ton of attempts especially in a matchup like this to be good to be effective so I like I like Russell Wilson um, are you starting Chris Carson with confidence this week
1: no I'm not I think he just you know fumbles the ball too much um I know, I maybe might be in the dollhouse a little bit uh, I'm not sure how P I was gonna use him uh, I I had a CJ pro size for a little intrigue so I don't think I would start Chris Carson with confidence I mean if you're if you're tight if you, you might have to start him at your RB two or your flex, but uh, yeah, you're a little nervous.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely something to to take note of. Um, I think if you have better options, you should go that route. Um, would you start Chris Carson or Chris Thompson?
1: Uh, because of the safe floor, I think I'm gonna go Chris Thompson this week.
0: You just combine them both into the same player.
1: Chris Carson. Car- you said Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Thompson. I'm going to go Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson. I tried to repeat okay. what I said, and I couldn't I see what, do
0: it. You, tr- you tried to start them both. You, I see what you did. Yeah, they tried yeah, to yeah. double the points. I see. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Big brain. <laughs> no, Um. yeah, no, I agree with that. Chris Carson, because of the floor that you would imagine he's going to be there as the lead back in an offense that wants to run the ball, then, yeah, most definitely. I agree with what you said. Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, I'd start them. Um. Even if I... If I potentially, if I needed, like, if I ever needed a receiver, um, and, you know, obviously Preston Williams wasn't available because you already scooped them up, (laughs) you know, I would never hesitate to look at these Arizona Cardinals receivers. Yeah. Because they're on the field. You know, we talk about it. um, They run four wide receiver sets at one of the highest, at the highest, the highest rate in the NFL, actually. Um, It's not even close. Yeah. And um, I think they're. Their average or their they average over sixty percent out of out of four wide receivers. The NFL average is four percent. That's wild. And that includes their sixty their sixty plus percent. So they run it at a an absurd amount. Um so these wide receivers are just always in opportunities to to make a play. So um just something to note. Um all right, moving forward we got the 1-2 Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to L.A. for a 4 o'clock game to take on the L.A. Rams, the 3-0 and L.A. Rams, in a 49-and-a-half point over-under. Greg, what do you got?
1: I'm taking the Rams in this game. Uh, undefeated Rams, they're a good team. They're defending NFC representatives for the Super Bowl last year. I'm going to take the Rams on the line. I think they went just by 10 points. And I'm going to take the under, though. Uh, I think, you know, it's going to be uh low scoring game. I think both defenses are, are pretty experiences. The Rams are playing a little well this year on defense and the Bucks led by Tabo's defense, you know, it will we'll bounce back from last week getting lit up by Denny Dimes. But um yeah, I, I like Cooper Cup a lot. I like I think Cooper Cup's a top ten wide receiver play every week from this point on. That man's a stud. He's he's clearly the the lead wide receiver in this in that trio. Um but I you know I'm starting the other two. I think if you need some boom play like I do, I think Robert Woods might be not be the play this week. Um, and, yeah, on the Buck side, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin's Dylan, he practiced today, so I think if he's out there, you got to start him. Um, and, honestly, I'm confused about this Rojo-Payton Barber situation. I don't even want to touch it at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I um, this matchup is interesting. I'm actually going to take the over. I'm going to take the Rams to cover. And I'm going to take the Rams to win. I think this is actually a, a little bounce-back spot for this Rams team. They're at home. They get the Bucs, um, you know, just lost, uh, you know, a heartbreaker to a rookie quarterback. Um, I get it. Todd Bowles has been pretty good. But Sean McVay is really good, too. And, you know, this this offense hasn't been right. Um, they've been struggling in, in, in almost every area. Um, and, you know, Jared Goff has not been he's, Jared Goff hasn't been um, hasn't been great this year. Uh, there's been a lot of complaints about Todd Gurley and how he's not you know the same. But I'm still standing on by what I said. I still think that this is the same Todd Gurley. I went back and dug up some numbers on Todd Gurley um, and I compared them to 2017 and 2018 when he was having these historic seasons. And so just want to highlight some of them. The, the first one I want to highlight is the opportunity share. Uh, Greg, if I told you that Todd Gurley was getting about 70% of the team's opportunities, would you sign up for it? Yes, I would. Okay. Well, Todd Gurley is getting 68.5%, so not quite on the 70%. When you compare that to the last two years, he was 86.2% last year, so you know significant decrease. But the year before, he was only 73.2%, and that was still a historic year for Todd Gurley. Right. So it's still relatively close. Evaded ta- evaded tackles per game, right? Cuz people say, "Oh, Todd Gurley's not cutting the same. Todd Gurley's not, you know, doing some of these things the same, right?" Well, in 2017, Todd Gurley evaded 5.6 tackles per game. In 2018, that number dipped to 4.4 tackles per game. And this year he's at four at evading four tackles per game. So it's been a steady decline for 3 years, but this four evaded tackles per game is you know, only 0.4 from what it was the year before. Right. Right. So not a major, not a major decrease. But in terms of yards created per game, right, and yards created per carry, um, so if you look at yards created per carry, Todd Gurley's, well, he was at 1.16 in two thousand in 2017. 1.17 in 2018. In 2019, he's 1.73. So he's creating more yards with every with every carry. He's been more efficient with his touches in terms of the yards he's been able to create. But the two numbers that are down, the two numbers that have taken the, the largest dip for Todd Gurley is the targets per game.
1: Yeah, I'm assuming the volume. And the red zone touches right.
0: per game. Right? So in terms of targets per game, the last two years, each of the last two years, he was at 5.8 targets per game. This year he's got two targets per game. Mm. The red zone touches. The last two years he was four point six touches per game in 2017, 5.2 red zone touches per game in twenty eighteen. This year he's a two two red zone touches per game. Wow. So almost it almost seems like and then when I watch this film it almost confirm confirms what I see what the stats are telling me is that the same this is the same Todd Gurley the only thing that's not there and we talked about it earlier in the week, is he's not getting this receiving production that he was getting last year. Because Todd Gurley had 80-plus targets last year, 80-plus receptions last year, right? So he's not even getting targeted to that rate. And, and the red zone touches, right? You know, this is a guy that scored 20-plus touchdowns these are the last two years. So... um if he's not getting those scoring opportunities, and you know he's, and I think the the lack of involvement in the pass game is hurting Jared Goff as well because he's not getting these efficient plays added to you know these efficient dump offs added to his stat line, right? You know these screen passes or long t- long passes to, to Todd Gurley, you know. So uh, the interest, but that, I just thought that was interesting. I wanted to share to share that research with you guys. But um, one of the things I thought I think is interesting is what are you doing about Robert Woods? I know you said you're benching him for Michael Hardman this week. But what are you, you're you're a Robert Woods um, owner? You you're actually one of the first Robert Woods truthers I've ever I've fact. ever met in my life. That's a fact. So, how do you feel about Robert Woods right now?
1: I think you know I think you're still not panicking too much on him. Uh, I think if you are in a uh, you know trying to win a win a matchup though, you need more points. Um, I think you. Can maybe go other options, but you know I think he's still a safe play. Uh, I probably, if I had to project what he was going to get this week, I would say you know nine to ten points, which is you know it's fine. I don't I don't I don't think he's going to take that that leap or turn yet until I see this Rams offense take that turn.
0: Yeah, I mean I I don't know. I finally joined the bandwagon for Robert Woods, and maybe this is why he's finding facts. Yo, you, um, you got to get it showing up, some yo. inconsistency. So <laughs> no, but I, I I'm I'm still. I'm still a believer in Robert Woods. I'm actually um, a believer that this is an opportunity to buy Robert Woods while the price is low. Um, this this he so like he's still involved in the pass offense. So I know we talk about Cooper Cup, we talk about Brandon Cooks, but talk but uh, Todd Gurley. Robert Woods had eight targets last week, right? He just only had two catches, and um, him and Jared Goff they're just not on the same page. And like I said, was saying before, Jared Goff's not on right now. So if we expect at one point and this and this Rams offense as a whole is not on. So if we're expecting that to take a trend up, you know, we're expecting this offense to get better. Right. I would expect Robert Woods to only get better with that. Right. And Jared Goff to only get better. And Todd Gurley to only get better. You know, and all these pieces to only get like obviously, you know, it's it's kind of only it seems to be funneled through Cooper Cup right now. But we've seen this offense do that for stretches of time where it's funneled through Cooper Cup. Or it's funneled through Robert Woods, or it's funneled through Brandon Cooks. Like that's what this pass game is going to do, and we all knew that when we signed up for it, right? That's why these these guys are being drafted back to back to back in terms of ADP in the rounds, right? So this is what you signed up for. But I, I think Robert Woods is going to turn it around. I, um, I I hope I hope so. I mean, I have uh, you know I have a fair share of Robert Woods in, in season long, but um, yeah, I, I would expect it to turn around. Yeah, but what so. about Chris Godwin? Are you nervous?
1: Um, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think he he seems like a tough player. If he, if they're gonna throw him out there, uh, I don't think he's gonna be that limited at, at all. I mean, the matchup is a little tough, um, but I, I think he's still a, a guy you're gonna roll out there. What about Jameis Winston? A forty-nine and a half point over under. Um, I think he gets a couple picks in this game, so I'm not trying to play him. I think. Uh, uh, he had one last week. Uh,
0: I, mm, yeah, I'm not starting him. So there's actually. So what about these Tampa Bay running backs? You starting Ronald Jones, Peyton Barber, or uh, my boy Dari? Any of these guys? I
1: couldn't. I couldn't tell you who's going to be the one to to like step up and get the more fantasy points. Like Chris Thompson, AP is a little easier. This one though, um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm we- willing to take that risk on. Who was going to be the guy to to give you the good performance this week?
0: Yeah, I mean we we didn't even talk about it last week, but Ronald Jones had a, had a pretty good um, rushing day. He did. I don't quite have the stat line in front of me, but you know he kind of killed the Giants on the ground, and that's kind of where I you know I, I that's kind of why I'm, I'm lead, I was leading towards AP in, in that matchup. But today I was looking up, um, I was looking up NFL Next Gen stats, right? And, you know, we were talking about off the air. We were talking about how we look at stats. And sometimes, you know, we're looking at a metric. We don't quite understand it. We just kind of see, oh, well, who's at the top of this metric? And we were joking. If the Pats are at the top of it, that must be, you know, the metric, that must mean that it's pretty good, right? Or this end of this, the metric is pretty good. So I looked up efficiency and efficiency ranking on NFL Next Gen stats, right? For running backs. Mm -hmm. And, uh. I think Saquon Barkley is a pretty good player, right?
1: Yeah, yes,
0: yeah. So I was trying to figure out this efficiency rate, this efficiency rating, and you know the low number, whether the low number was better, or the high number was better, and so I sorted it each way, and Saquon Barkley is at the top of this list for the efficiency ranking. It's a low number, two point seven one, but he's at the top. The second player on that list, Ronald Jones. Hmm. The wow. Through the two players after him on that list, Mark Ingram, Christian McCaffrey. Wow! If you want to go further down, Josh Jacobs, Zeke Elliott, Dalvin Cook.
1: Ah oh, man, hmm, interesting. Just... So
0: what this what this this metric is actually? So the, the efficiency metric it basically determines um, which runners are, are basically north south runners, which which runners travel the least amount of yards to gain their yards. Right, like so, they, it's like yards traveled over over yards gained. Right, so, so according to this metric, Ronald Jones is the NFL's second most efficient runner.
1: Is the so can you guarantee me that volume though? Say what? Payton Byron gets another like twenty-three carry game.
0: That's the thing, right? I I can't. We don't. That's what we don't know. Right? Is what is the volume gonna be like right. for for Aaron Jones or for Ronald Jones rather? Right. But you know, Ronald Jones is averaging five point three yards per carry right now. Um, It's only it's it's on thirty one attempts. But the the, I don't know he had fourteen carries last week. Uh, That's you know I think that. But then again, Peyton Barber did the same thing the week before. So it's like you're like you said, it's almost impossible to tell. Can you guarantee he's gonna get the touches? Yeah. But he's available. He's he's definitely available in leagues. Um, I'll pull up the ownership number right now. Yeah, so he had, he had 14, 14 carries for 80 yards last week and he had one reception for 41 yards. But he had 13 carries in week 1, and he had four carries in week 2 and then he was up to 14 carries in week 3. So I don't know, but he's 41% owned in leagues right now. Um Yeah, so I don't it's just, it's just interesting for for an offense that runs the ball as much as Tampa Bay does. Uh, you know, we we talk about them being being a pass a passing offense, but they're one of the top leagues in terms of in terms of rush attempts. So yeah, um,
1: I think they realize that they they if they're gonna win games, they're gonna be successful. You know, keep the ball kind of out of Jameson's hands, let him be more of a game manager role because uh, when he throws a mm-hmm. lot, he, he makes you know questionable decisions, get those interceptions. So it's a it's a better strategy for the Bucs, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's effective when it, when they do it, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But let's move forward. Um, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars, one and two Jacksonville Jaguars, traveling to Denver, Colorado to take on the 0-3 Denver Broncos. This is a 38-point over-under, three-point spread in the Broncos' favor. Greg, what do you got?
1: I got the Jags in this game. So uh, road dogs, but I'm still take the Jags. I don't think the Broncos' team is very good. Uh, I think, like you were saying before, I uh, have the Jags on the line as well because I haven't won in the game. And uh, 38 is so low. I I think Garner Mitchell, you know, gets a little more points than people think. I think he, I'm going to take the over in this game.
0: Hmm. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Broncos against the spread. I'm going to take the Broncos to win. Actually, I'm not going to take them against the spread. Actually, I'm going to take them against the spread because it's only three. Yeah. But I'm going to take them against the spread. I'm going to take the Broncos to win. I just can't. I, like, if there's no Jalen Ramsey, right, this defense is worse. Mm-hmm. This Jacksonville defense is a little bit worse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this this Broncos offense, they can run the ball. They have shown that they're capable of doing that. Right. Um, as long as they can keep Gardner Minshew... Um, from you know, as long as they can contain him in that passing offense, they should be okay. And this is a bad Broncos passing offense, I get it. They have or passing defense, they have zero sacks on the year, but these players are too good. Von Miller is too good, Bradley Chubb is too good. Um, I, I there's no Derek Wolf, I understand that, but these players they still have players in the secondary, and it's not like they have, um, you know, it's a rookie quarterback, Vic Fangio, this defense has been bad for too long. I would, I, I would hope that he gets it fixed by now. Um and, an, and you know an over under like this the Broncos are three point favorites. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that assessment. But sp- so so coming from that, you know Philip Lindsay, are you starting him this week? I know he had a big game last week, but is that something we could trust it? Yeah, we trust.
1: I think I like uh, both running backs in this game. Uh, I like Philip Lindsey. I also like Leonard Fournette a lot in this game as well. I think the volume for both mm-hmm. of these players are there, and uh, I think I like it to continue. Um, might be a grind, rock, ground and pound game for both teams. It's um, a low over under, as you can tell. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm liking both running backs in this game, on both sides.
0: Yeah. So according to PlayerProfiler.com, Leonard Fournette is the number one player in terms of opportunity percent, opportunity to share at the running back position. Yeah. Ninety-six point nine percent. So he's seeing the volume. He's getting the work. Uh, he hasn't scored a touchdown yet, so you know. Hopefully, he gets in the end zone this week. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. This, this. I'm not excited to start anybody on either one of these offenses. But the rushing, the rushing offenses. The, that's where I would probably. Um, that's probably where you you would find the most success, and then these defenses too. Um, I would expect them to have six, some success as well. So um, definitely something to. To, uh, definitely a game I'm, I'm definitely not going to be all in on. Yeah. Let's just put it that nah, way. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, moving forward, we got the Minnesota Vikings 2-1 and one, traveling to Chicago to take on the 2-1 and one Chicago Bears. This is a 30 point, 38 point over under. This is a one and a half point spread in Chicago's favor. Greg, what do you got?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm to continue with these road dogs. I think I'm going to go with the Vikings here, too. Uh, I like the Vikings in this game. Um. I think they also, you know, are against the spread, and I'm gonna take the over in this game as well. Uh, I think, you know, both of these teams are gonna run the ball. The NFC North matchup is gonna be tough, uh, so I like uh, Dalvin Cook obviously in this game a lot. Uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm definitely not starting. I don't think I'm starting Stefan Diggs this week. Um, I don't know if he's, you know, a, a viable play. Uh, I think I will start Thielen, though, because if, if there's any pass catcher that's going to come through for the Vikings, it's going to be him. And on the Bears side, you know, just putting David Montgomery out there. I liked his usage last week. It was higher than what it has been in the first two weeks, so I think you roll him out there as your flex. And Allen Robinson, he could be a play. He could not be, but David Montgomery is really the only uh, guy I'm looking at. And, yeah, on the Vikings side, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen.
0: I'm actually going to I'm gonna take the under. I'm going to take the Bears against the spread. I'm going to take the Bears to win. It's crazy because we talk so much crap about Mitch Trubisky and how bad he is and how bad he's capable of being, right? Yes. Kirk Cousins is capable of being just as bad. Yes, absolutely. And that's bad because Kirk Cousins is actually capable of throwing a football. Yeah. So um, at least Mitch has an excuse, you know? But... <laughs> But, um, no, this, this Bears defense is really good. They're at home. Um, I, I know this Vikings offensive line has been pretty good in terms of, you know, protecting and, and passing and, and actually rush, running the ball. But the Chicago run defense is really good. I know Dalvin Cook's been hot, but I think this is finally the, the defense that's, that's going to stop them um, from the Chicago side. Well, from the Minnesota side, Adam Thielen, like you said, I would start him. Stefan Diggs, I'm not gonna. I have no interest in starting him. Yeah, man. Um, Dalvin Cook, you have to start him. You have to. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you have to. Um, The Bears side, Allen Robinson, I would start. Um, I think that would be it on terms of the receivers, and then uh, on terms of running backs. Yeah, I mean David Montgomery. That's my breakout. Um, but it's, like, so hard to trust with Matt Nagy giving carries he's to Cordero still cracking Patterson. the shell, yo, cracking the breakout like,
1: He's cracking it. He's, like, uh, <laughs> shutting it through. He oh had to man. fire the best game out of the three last week, so he's coming. He
0: has the best game out of the three every week, whoever the three are, whether it's Mike Davis, whether it's it's Cordero Patterson. Uh, like, maybe they'll bring Matt Forte back. I don't know, but <laughs> this is this is – very, it's extremely frustrating. So, um, but you know, if you're in, a, you have to start, if you have to start David Montgomery, I started Miles Sanders over him. Um, you know, I'm not completely thrilled with the outcome, but you know, more thrilled than Greg is with Packers defense. So I'll take it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he yeah, had 16 touches know. last
1: week, you know, three, three catches, uh, you know, up from, uh, you know, it's about, it's looking like the 16 to 20 touch mark each week. And now, you know, I'll, I'll take that, you know. And it's in an, it's an a tough matchup. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah.
0: I'll take it. The matchup's tough, but he's favored at home. That's favorable for him. But, um, yeah, I'm not excited about it. Let's just put it that way. Um, All right, moving forward, we got the Dallas Cowboys 3-0 traveling to the Superdome, New Orleans, to take on the New Orleans Saints two and one New Orleans Saints is a 47 point over under two and a half point spread in the Cowboys favor. Greg, what do you got?
1: Mm, uh, just like you like Sean Payne last week, I'm gonna go with the Saints this week. Uh, I like the Saints to take it at home. I think they're going to be loud. They're going to be ready to go. I think people, they hear all this hype about the Cowboys uh, and I think the Saints take this game. So I have them against the spread as well. And I'm going to take the over. Uh, remember last year, this is the game of Mark Cooper had the, the breakout game. So I think the, all the playmakers, you know, you start them up. You, I think Mark Cooper's foot, is, ankle is fine. He had the precautionary MRI. So I think I like him. I like Devin Smith. <clears throat> I like Zeke. Uh, I like Dak. And on the opposite side, you know, Kamar all the way. I like Michael Thomas. But uh, again, I think Kamar is going to have a monster game again.
0: I'm actually going to take the over. I'm going to take the Cowboys against the spread. I'm taking the Cowboys to win. Um, you just listed off the names of the players you liked in this game, and 90% of them were Cowboys. Um, Dak Prescott, he's going to eat this in this game. Uh, Zeke's going to eat in this game. The the receivers, they're all they're all going to eat this. This Saints defense, they played well last week, um, and I, yeah, there was that was on the road, but. They haven't been great all year. Marshawn Lattimore is a great corner, but that's about all they have going for them in the secondary. Uh, pass rush is pretty good, but this Cowboys' offensive line is really good, so I think that neutralizes that pass rush. Um, you know, Zeke being here, obviously, he's going to eat in this matchup. I feel like, um, and then on the defensive side for the Cowboys, I mean, the, this Cowboys' defense is pretty good. They're athletic. Um, the cow, this the same Cowboys' defense beat up on these Saints last year um, and that, that Saints team was led by Drew Brees these linebackers and Jalen Smith and Layton Van Der Esch, both both very athletic so if there ever was a linebacking duo to be able to slow down Alvin Kamara not saying you stop him because you can't do that the man is so efficient with all his touches but if there's ever a linebacker duo to slow him down I think this would be it so it's just it's just something to watch it's going to be something to, to be curious about but um, the Saints side, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, uh, you start them up. It's about all I'm interested in on the Saints though. Yeah,
1: Kamara's different. Um, that man is a beast. Uh, I think he finds a way him and, and the game plan from the Saints I think will be good enough to, to get the win.
0: Yeah, we'll see. It's definitely it's definitely one of the most intriguing matchups. Again, this is the this is the Sunday night game, eight twenty, so uh, it'll be prime time, so I'm sure I'm sure Sean Payton's gonna pull out all the stops mm-hmm. here. Um, but you know, we'll see, man. We'll see for sure. Um, moving forward, the last game on the slate, the Monday night game. Can we skip um, this game? You know, <laughs> we it's funny because we were talking about it. You know, of all the Monday night games, we know uh, of the teams have a combined one win coming into the Monday night matchup of the last three weeks. So. Wow. Um, that was that was the Chicago Bears. Uh, obviously, you know neither one of the Saints or the the Texans had a win coming in the week week one, but it makes the stat sound better. So we'll, we'll keep it yeah, that. Yeah, facts, facts. Um, <laughs> so we got the Bengals zero and three, uh, traveling Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Pittsburgh to take on, you guessed it, the zero and three Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> this is a forty four and a half point over under. The uh, Steelers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Greg, in this exciting matchup, please tell me, what do you got? <laughs>
1: I'm going to go with the Steelers in this game. Someone's got to win. Uh, but I'm, I think it's a really close game. I think this, the, I'm taking the Bengals on that line. I think it's a field goal game. Uh, I'm a, uh, And I'm going to go with the under uh, in this game. I had the over, but I thought about these two teams again, and uh, I'm going to go with the under. Um, I think it might be a tough divisional matchup. Uh, on the Steelers side, uh, I like Juju. You know, I like. I think James Conner is gonna have a really good game this week, actually. And uh, on the Bengals side, I really like Tyler Boyd this week. Um, and mm. yeah, Joe Joe Mixon. Uh, I think you start him up as well. Um, yeah, it's about the main two guys I'm intrigued, but Tyler Boyd is about to eat this week.
0: Yeah, most definitely, Tyler Boyd is definitely gonna eat this week. We talked about it before. These Steelers and slot receivers. They they can't they Trash. can't cover him for they, you know try to put these linebackers on these slot receivers they haven't figured it out yet it's not gonna work Tyler Boyd on a linebacker I'm gonna take that matchup so yeah Tyler Boyd starting off this week um yeah no I'm taking the over I'm actually gonna take I'm taking the Bengals <clears> to <cover> the spread <throat> like you said I'm taking the Steelers to win though on um, this game at home Andy Dalton in prime time. Um, he's had, he's, had, he's oh, yeah that's
1: right Andy Dawn in he's prime had some, time. he's had a, he's had a oh, couple man. good
0: matchups in primetime but he's had a lot of not good matchups in prime time so I'm just gonna continue to ride yeah. that Andy Dawn in and primetime wave um but no the uh I, I really I'm on that James Conner against the against the Bengals this is a really good matchup the Bengals they gave it up to running backs uh, so one of the reasons why we were all over Frank Gore last week. Uh, so it's one of the reasons we're going to be all over James Conner this week. So you start him up. Um, the the receivers, Juju. I mean, the this Bengals defense is just so bad, and the Bengals offense runs at such a high pace of play that you know it's kind of sim- very similar to what we have in Arizona. Um, it's just is this Steelers offense, <coughs> are these Steelers offensive players, good enough to take advantage? Right, led by Mason Rudolph. Right. Are they good enough to take advantage of this opportunity? I know Juju is good enough to take advantage of the opportunity, so I'm gonna start Juju. Um Deontay Johnson's intriguing given the matchup. Um yeah. You what about these Bengals receivers? John Ross, you gonna start him? That's, I mean I, we know we already know. Oh yeah, Boyd, actually, but... I'm
1: starting John Ross. I I uh yeah, Tyler Boyd, I forgot about John Ross as well. I'm starting him and he's a good flex play, I think, for you this week. Had a down week last week, but he's got a good matchup. Steelers are not good against wide receivers, outside perimeter or slot, so he's a good play this week.
0: Yeah, no, uh, John Ross is, you know, we talk about the explosiveness, the boom plays, John Ross. that is John Ross to Petit. So So um, if you need that, if you need that, a little a little Monday night flex, then you could flex.
1: I definitely need that. That's going to be <laughs> Monday night miracle might be for me.
0: there you go. Um, and then, yeah, Joe Mixon, I like him, you know, bounced back last week. If you still have an opportunity to buy them, I, I say you go do that. Um, the Steelers defense, they're pretty popular stream this week. What are you you streaming them?
1: Yep. I am streaming them in one of my leagues, actually, uh, my 16-team league. I picked them up. Uh, yeah, I'm starting them.
0: All right, awesome. Um, well, yeah, again, we got through these games. It's time to get to the the best the best time of the week.
1: Mm, the money time. It's the money time. Sir.
0: This some starts of the week. So, let's 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 get to it. Greg, who is your quarterback start of the week?
1: So, I mean, I was going to go Russell Wilson, but I think that's too easy of a play. Yeah, my, my man's a monster. You know he's going to eat. But I'm going to go with his opponent, Kyler Murray, on the other side. You know, already great volume of his pass attempts. We talk about it all the time. 45.7 pass attempts a game, which leads the league. He also has seven red zone attempts per game, which is also third in the league. But he only has four touchdowns, so I think it's got to balance out a little bit there. Um, the four touchdowns is only QB 17, so it's, it's got it's going to pick up a little bit. I think um, he's he's 12 12 in passing yards. He's going against the average defense in the Seattle Seahawks. Um, you know the cars are projected to be playing from behind, so we know that you know, the cars are going to have to throw out a high volume. Uh, I just it, it really comes down for him to be. He's also already a fringe QB one play for him to get to that top five level, he's got to get the touchdown markup. So I, I think, I think he's going to be a top five QB this week. You can book that.
0: Ooh, that's my, that was my quarterback start of the week last week. Um, I mean, he, he did okay. Um, you know, nothing spectacular.
1: Yeah. Finished QB 12, 13. Like, like he's always been around. Yeah. I mean, right the thing is, that, that you know,
0: month. he's, uh the volume is there with him. So we know that, um, <clears throat> but one guy I'm going to my QB start of the weekend and, and you know, I was there when, when you tried to claim them, but I claimed them real quick, you know? I know. Yes, this, is, I know. this is your guy. Um, Danny times. I got to – you know what? I picked him up, spent $24 worth of fab on him. I'm a believer. Um, I picked him up to, to start him over Josh Allen, who we talked about with the tough matchup against New England. Um, but this this Washington Redskins defense is so bad. They give up a 79% completion percentage. That's tops in the league. They give up. That's yeah, really, high. really high. They give up 8.1 yards per attempt. Um, a nine percent touchdown rate. They only have two interceptions on the year. Uh, this 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 is going to be a, a nice little spot for for Daniel Jones. Um, his first home start. Giants fans are excited. I could already yeah, I already know. Body and Matt Matty is going to yep, be in the building. Yeah, going to be in the building representing. So, um, Daniel Jones. Uh, in the matchup, especially in a game that has a relatively high over under, a 49 point over under. Um, if I told you, in, you know, start of the season that the Redskins and Giants would be in a 49 point over under, you probably wouldn't believe me. So, um, you know, a game like this with these amount of points, I'm going to take it. So let's go. Danny Jones, fire him up. QB one this week. Damn. A QB yeah, one this week. Yeah, I'm going to <laughs> be coming with the dimes into work Monday oh, morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 200, 200 or $24 worth of, of dimes, $24 fab worth of yeah. dimes. There we go. Um, all right, so, Greg, who is your running back start of the week, man?
1: I hinted at before, James Conner. I think this is the breakout game for him. I know the James Conner owners are super disappointed with him. He was a second-round pick. Some people drafted him in the bottom of the first round. He's currently RB29 in fantasy, so I, I know you're upset. But uh, I think he, he finishes as an RB1 this week, so in top 12. He's going against the second-world defense against our running backs uh, before that Thursday night game, uh, as far as fantasy points allowed and rushing yards allowed, the, the Bengals. Uh, so it's a great matchup for him. He's still getting targeted in the passing game. He has 4.3 targets per game. So I think, you know, he's still game script dependent, in my opinion. Uh, I think he comes through here for you. I think he gets in the end zone as well.
0: Yep, no, definitely agree with you on that one. James Conner was definitely in consideration for my running back start of the week. Um, don't don't hate that pick at all. My running back start of the week is somebody I know you don't hate, and that is your boy on Johnson. My your man yeah. he's, he's got he's got a, a cakewalk of a matchup this week. He's got this Kansas City defense coming into town. Uh this Kansas City defense, they give up a league leading uh well, I guess league last, if you're looking from a defensive perspective, 6.2 yards per, per rush attempt. That is bottom in the league. The only thing is, though, is teams can't get into a favorable game script to run the ball against them. You know, the Chiefs stay, The Chiefs give up the 11th lowest rush attempts per game, against, or lo, lo, 11th lowest rush attempts against them at 67, so... Uh, this Lions offense, though, we know, wants to run the ball. That's what they want to do. That's what they brought Daryl Bevel here to do. Um, they're going to throw the ball down the field. We know that. But when they run it, it's going to be to carry on Johnson, who they they shipped off C.J. Anderson. It's just him and Ty- Tyler Johnson back there. So um, carry on. He's, gonna, he's got this matchup. He's going to eat, man. We just, I'm going to watch, sit back and just enjoy it, Greg, because your breakout's going to have a breakout. It's
1: about time. It's about time.
0: All right, man. So who's your wide receiver start of the week?
1: Yep. Hinted this as well before. We talked about how the Steelers are bad against slot receivers. Boyd. I think he's money this week. He's got at least 12 fantasy points in all three games this year. He's very consistent. I like that he's stepping up without A.J. Green. He's third in the league amongst wide receivers in targets and receptions. Top 20 in fantasy and slot snaps and slot fantasy points as far as wide receivers. Uh, and this is the matchup for the slot receivers for against the Steelers. The Steelers allowed the seven most fantasy points to, per game to wide receivers, and they give up the most fantasy points to slot receivers over the past two seasons. Tyler Boyd is locking in. He's going to eat, eat this week. He's my wide receiver start of the week.
0: Oof. You're going heavy with the Steelers, man, but I, I can't hate you because Tyler Lockett, he's definitely killing uh, somebody who killed week one, and we've all just been sitting here waiting for it again. Is my man Marquise Hollywood Brown? You know Hollywood. all day. My man, my man's got a game against against the Cleveland Browns here. These Cleveland Browns, Denzel Ward, he's got he's banged up with a hamstring, I think it is. Guess what? Greedy Williams, the other corner, he's banged up. You got both these corners on this <laughs> on this not so great uh Cleveland Browns pass defense. Banged up and they can't run with Hollywood, man. My man, Hollywood, he's third in the league in air yards. Third only to Keenan Allen and Marquise Hollywood, or, well, Keenan Allen and Mike Evans. So, Marquise Hollywood Brown. 17.3 a dot he's got 25 percent target share he's getting 41 percent of these of this team's air yards that's again that's third that's third in the league so this man he's getting the opportunities they're just not hitting and i expect them to hit this week so marquis hollywood brown put my man in on all your lineups fan duel season long dynasty keeper i don't care 16 team three team do it <laughs> you definitely know i am <laughs> So Greg, the the moment everyone's waiting for, because I think this might be I, I have I might fa- I might have to fact check this, but this might be our highest hit rate position, man. The tight ends, man. I don't know.
1: Def, uh yeah. I think you're right. I think you're so. Right. We've we, been every, every week.
0: week. We hit the tight ends, Greg. So except for the start of the week, for whatever reason, whenever we pick George Kittle, we can't we can't get that right. Oh yeah,
1: but, nah, nah. We're, we're waiting. <laughs> now. Honestly, it comes down to who are the Cardinals playing. If the Cardinals are playing your team. Your tight end is gonna be <laughs> gonna be successful this week. I'm going with Will Disley. My analysis solely rides on the matchup. I'm gonna be attacking the Cardinals defense all year. You know, Greg Olson. My tight end started week last week. Played against the Cardinals. He finished tight end one in the week. Uh, Arizona is by far the West team, worst team against tight ends. They allow 10 fantasy points more than the second worst team, which is the Tampa Bay Bucks. So they're they're not a good team at all. Uh, Will Disley's tight end last game. It came with time expiring. But I don't care. You get your fantasy points however you want to get them, like you were saying before. He's top 12 amongst tight ends in receptions and targets. And he's got a 23.1% target share in the red zone. So I like that. I think he gets a touchdown in this game. Um, Yeah, he's coming off with two good performances as far as tight end. Uh, I'm really loving this matchup. The Cardinals are so bad against tight ends.
0: Oh, man. That's, that's that's terrible because I really wanted to pick Will Disley and now I can't. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Um, it's okay yeah. though because it's he's cool. got let stop, stop letting me go first. Yeah. Then... Yeah. You know,
0: <laughs> maybe I maybe you're right. Maybe I gotta stop letting you go first. No, nah, it's all cool though. I got my man. We talked about him before, but Austin Hooper against against the Tennessee Titans. You know what? This is a good matchup. This is a high over under. Matt Ryan at home. Uh, I like the opportunity for him to be able to. Uh, th- to be able to sneak under this Titans defense. Uh, they're susceptible to, to the tight end position. So I would expect that trend to continue in this one as Austin Hooper gobbles up some underneath targets. He got two touchdowns last week. Not expecting that this week. But if you need, uh, I, I like his opportunity to get in the end zone this week and a high over-under. Let's just put it that way. Um, All right, Greg, let's move forward. You got your QB stream of the week.
1: Yes, sir. As just like I like attacking the Cardinals defense for tight ends. I like attacking the Giants defense for QBs, for streaming. I think Case Keenum, he's got to be. I know he's out there after that last game against the Bears. But if you really look at it, before that Bears game, he was doing pretty well as a fantasy quarterback. Uh, Jameis Woodson coming off his best game of the season against the Giants, who allowed the fourth most fantasy points to QBs, lit them up for 380 yards and three touchdowns. The volume is there, mostly because the Redskins are always playing from behind. Um, You know they're a three-point dogs against the Giants on the road. He's fourth in passing yards and touchdowns. He's first in red zone pass attempts and he's third in pass attempts total. The Giants give up the most, second most passing yards in the league. And yeah, that's the only reason they did that is because the Eagles played last night, so they were first coming into this week. They they allowed so many passing yards to the the opponent QB. Uh, I like Case 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 Keenum this week in the high over under.
0: Yeah, nope. Definitely cannot argue with you on that one, Case Keenum. My only concern is, two, is the health, and do we see him get pulled in this game? But as long as those things uh, those things happen or don't don't happen, uh, Case Keenum is in a, in a nice little smash spot for him right now. Um, my QB stream of the week, I don't know if this really is going to count, but, you know, 12-team leagues, I'm expecting maybe he is available. I know he was available in the... Leave extraordinary people this week, but Matthew Stafford, um, he's got a matchup at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. We talk about how bad this defense is, um, but you know this is a high over under. So if this if this Lions offense is going to want to be able to compete, they're going to have to be able to put up points to be able to match to be able to match whatever that Chiefs offense is doing on the other side. And Matt Stafford, he's averaging 7.7 deep ball pass attempts per game. That's tied second highest in the league with, you guessed it, your boy, Patty Mahomes. First in the league is actually Lamar Jackson with eight. But Pat Mahomes, 7.7. 7, Matt Stafford, he's second. So he's going to attempt these deep ball, these deep balls down the field. Then, um, you know, between Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, these got a hit. So and a, a high over under. Um, yeah, I like Matt Stafford in this matchup, regardless of whether he showed up with a hip injury late. But he's going to play, so. Let's do that.
1: Yeah, he's fine. He's, he's a tough guy. Greg,
0: kid. who is your tight end stream of the week?
1: Uh, you know, not a lot out there these days. Um, it's getting tougher and tougher as you know. Vance McDonald's get hurt. You know, we don't know his status. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, I think people were hyped about him after Week One, and then those last two weeks scared people away. But he's in a good matchup. Uh, especially Matt Stafford is gonna do well, like you alluded to. I think T.J. Hawkinson. Get some targets here, and he, he I think he has a good chance to get into the end zone against the Chiefs.
0: No, definitely agree with that one. T.J. Hawkinson, like we talked about, got a good matchup here, so I, I like that one a lot. Um, ooh, can I can I give you two tight end streams of the week? Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. I actually had two listed, but uh, you can. Give All me right,
0: two. cool. So the first one I'm I'm gonna give. Uh, I, I talked about him last week, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna offer him up here today. No offense. Um, he's a rookie tight end. Again, the tight—he was the—he uh, was the other tight end drafted out of Iowa. So we got two Iowa boys here, two first-round Iowa rookie tight ends on our stream of the week. There this we week. go. So uh, if that if that hits, that'll be special. But uh, Noah Fant.
1: Hopefully, get some Iowa listeners. Yeah, you know,
0: definitely <laughs> for sure. Um, but Noah Fant, He is top four according to Player Profiler of routes run at the tight end position um yeah so he's he's out on the field he's running the routes for the for the for the uh the Denver Broncos here like I said he's fourth in the league he's the only three the only players ahead of him in this metric Zach Ertz Evan Ingram Travis Kelsey that's pretty good company to be in he's ahead of guys like Austin Hooper and Darren Waller like we talked about so um he's out on the field he's running routes uh, they're at home in this one. They're favored to win, so maybe he gets in the end zone here. And then the the guy I brought up as an honorable mention, um, he, you actually brought him up a few weeks ago, or a couple of weeks ago, I think. Mike Gusecki, Um Yeah, that was the other the guy, guy too? Yeah, All right, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yep. <laughs> okay, so Mike Gusecki, he is seventh on this list in terms of – or sorry, uh, no, he, I had that right. He's seventh on this list in terms of routes run at the tight end position. Uh, he's ahead of guys like Greg Olson, Vance McDonald, T.J. Hawkinson, one route less than Darren Waller, um, and the, the the Miami Dolphins, fourteen point dogs at home, so they're going to be throwing a lot, and hopefully Mike Gesekis gets in on some of that action.
1: Yeah, Chargers have like uh, one weakness is against the the tight end position. They're not very good in, in
0: as as far as that category. Yep, no, definitely that's definitely something to target. So. Um, yeah. That being said, uh, any anything else you're excited for? Any one game that you're excited for more than any than the others?
1: Uh, I mean, you know, default Redskins Giants. Just see Danny Dimes, obviously. Um, Cowboys Saints. I'm very intrigued about. Uh, and I yeah, I think those two are are probably my most intriguing games. Uh, also, I want to see if the Bills are for real. You know, that was we, another one. That so was many nice seasons we've seen. Yeah, the Bills have started. Three and zero, four zero, so many times in my history. I remember this yeah, all the time. Six and and 10, they'll just drop seven off. And nine, yeah, five and eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not phased. I'm gonna see.
0: No, for me, um, I'm excited because game of the week. We didn't even talk about it, but the Jets are facing the Bye, and they're not. It's gonna be the first time Ooh. they don't lose all year. So I'm really, uh-huh. I'm really pumped about that matchup. Um, you know, the oh, byes, man. They've they've had some time to rest, but you know, you know, we're gonna give them everything we got. So. Um, but no, seriously. After that, the Pat the <laughs> the Pats Bills game. That's one that I'm looking to because, like you said, I want to see if these Bills are for real. I want to see if Josh Allen can shock me. Um, and then, you know, Danny Dimes is he for real? I think he is. I think I got that answer already, but we'll see. Um, and then, the yeah, Chiefs. Yeah. are you Chiefs, uh, is, looking at any defenses? Week? Oh yes, defensive streams of the week. Oh, I know we we like to we like to throw out these defensive streams. Um, hmm.
1: I mean, I, I'm attacking any. I mean, the Dolphins, I mean, Chargers. Obviously, I feel like is a especially for DFS if you want some turnovers. Oof. And so, okay. honestly, the only one we talked about the Steelers earlier. So that's my only other one.
0: All right. So I know we we get we get deep. We like to get deep sometimes because especially with these streams. Um. <sighs> I think one of the ones I would like, I like them to win, so I'd probably like this pick more than most people would. But the Denver Broncos, I know I picked them week one, but I expect them to at some point get it turned around, and I'm hoping that this, this week they're favored at home, three points, rookie quarterback, Vic Fangio, Von Miller. If you told me that like start of the season, hey, you get Vic Fangio, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Chris Harris, Kareem Jackson, at home, three-point favorites against a rookie quarterback. I would start their defense. I wouldn't even think about it. Um, Great. obviously, a lot of things have changed. We know a lot of things that we didn't know then, but um, I, I don't expect this to continue. So, hopefully, this is the what they get it turned around.
1: Yeah, I think we got everyone covered. Everyone's ready for week four now.
0: All right, man. So, yeah. So, as, as usual, everybody, again, thank you for listening. Um, once, like we said... Now we're live on Google Play. So Apple's, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and now Google Play. Um, keep plugged mm-hmm. in with us. Good luck this weekend in all your matchups. And as always, we are out. Yeah.